Assalamu alaikum, everyone. My name is Muhammad Ali Naqvi. This is the panel on Imam Ali and universal justice. I'd like to thank the organizers of the Imam Ali conference for inviting me and, and the other panelists here today who I'll introduce shortly uh, for this uh, auspicious conference and this important panel. Um, again, my name is Muhammad Ali Naqvi. I'm the board chairman of the American Muslim Bar Association. Uh, we um, have a lot of activities, including uh, professional advancement of uh, our legal profession, as well as providing community resources, um, legal resources as needed, as well as advocacy and policy initiatives um, for the uh, advancement and betterment of the American Muslim community uh, and beyond. Uh, for those people more interested in our organization, ambalegal.org, A-M-B-A, legal.org. Uh, with that, I'd like to introduce our panelists. Judge Charlene Elder was appointed by Governor Jennifer Granholm in December 2005 to serve as a judge for the Wayne County Third Circuit Court. She currently sits in the family division of the court, handling a variety of domestic relations cases involving divorce, child custody, and personal protection matters. Charlene is one of the three judges who helped initiate the Domestic Violence Prevention Court, designed to offer a wide range of services to victims of domestic violence, who obtained personal protection orders against their perpetrators. Elder is the first Arab American female judge on the Third Circuit Court. She's also the first female Arab American and Muslim judge in the country. Welcome, Judge Elder. Thank you very much. Um, thank you for inviting me here today. I truly appreciate it. I'm gonna let you get through your introductions first. Great, thank you. During his 16 year career in practice, Judge Turfey litigated many matters through trial including matters before the Michigan Court of Appeals and the Michigan Supreme Court. He also practiced before the United States District Court for the Eastern District of Michigan. In 1998, he was appointed to serve as the City of Dearborn Heights Zoning Board Commissioner. In 2006, Judge Turfey campaigned to fill a vacant judicial seat on Michigan's 20th District Court. He won this election, becoming one of the first Muslim American judges in the history of the United States of America, next to Judge Charlene Elder of the Wayne County Circuit Court. He has held this position since 2006. Welcome, Judge Turfey. Wa alaikum as Brother Muhammad, thank you very much for that kind introduction. Um, I'm under, honored and humbled to be included in this panel with my respected colleague, uh, Haji uh, uh, Judge uh, Elder, and you, Brother Muhammad. I also would like to thank Sayyid Jawad Kazwini as well for extending the invite to me. Sayyid Jawad and his team do an outstanding job putting this Imam Ali conference together, and this year is no exception. He's doing an amazing job. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Very uh, important space, inshallah. I'm looking forward to a fruitful conversation. Um, I'd like to start with um, actually recounting some of the uh, wonderful points included in Imam Ali's letter to Malik al-Ashtar, the governor he had assigned um, to Egypt. Uh, which has been seen as a model of good governance for any society and even referred to by the United Nations. Uh, interestingly, he starts off, this, uh, uh, starts off his letter with this quote, and I thought maybe we could discuss this a little bit. He says, be it known to you, O Malik, that I am sending you as governor to a country which in the past has experienced both just and unjust rule. Men will scrutinize your actions with a searching eye, even as you used to scrutinize the actions of those before you and speak of you even as you did speak of them. So I wanted to start the conversation with uh, a discussion on how important do you think the perception of justice is 
to justice itself. And I thought this would be an interesting um, thing to discuss, especially in your position as judges, um, where you're really um, you know, focused on making sure you, you uh, come to just outcomes in your cases, but then does the perception of justice also play into that at all? Or what, what do you think the role of that is, as Imam Ali sort of you know, implies here? Yeah. I, I, I don't know which one of us you want to start first. But um, Judge Alder, you can start, please. I, I absolutely think the perception of justice plays a role in um, justice. And it's interesting. Um, if people don't think they're going to get a fair shake, and if they come to court not thinking they're going to get a fair shake, it takes a lot of undoing to convince them that they are. Um, I, I know we see different kinds of people that come before us, me and um, Hash Turfi. But um, the people that come before me sometimes come with a preconceived notion uh, that women, the men feel that the women are always gonna get custody. Uh, women feel that I'm going to prejudge them based on what they do for a living or what they don't do for a living if they're a stay-at-home mom. And so I think that definitely those preconceived notions come into play. Presumption. Presumption is everything, really, and, and, and it goes along with presentation as well, because a lot of these people that come before the court, they've watched TV, reality TV, and all this TV shows, and they think, well, that's the way it's going to be in court, and that's not how it is a lot of times, and, and, I, and we always have to remember that um, uh, everybody wants to have their day in court, and they want to be heard, and we have to let them be heard. Because if we cut them off at some point or some juncture, they're going to leave the court thinking, boy, justice is not served. And, and I'll give you a little, little example. When um, I'm in the, Haji's in the, in the domestic court, so she doesn't have uh, sentencing issues as far as um, criminal cases. But in, in, in my case, I will give somebody, I will sentence somebody, and I, and I really don't like this, but sometimes you have to. I will sentence somebody to 90 days in jail and smile. And he will leave there thinking, boy, this is a great judge. He should have gave me a year in jail. I will sentence somebody for one day and be mean about it and not smile. And he'll leave there thinking, boy, this is a, this is a, this judge is terrible. So, so the presumption is, 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 is very, very important. But I've, I've learned a long time ago that you gotta give people their day in court. And just because people come to court, they're not bad people. And we were, we're all human. We all make mistakes. And look around, pointing my thumb right at myself. And I recognize that. So, so, so when the people come to court, they just, a lot of times, they just want to be heard. And we give them that avenue. And Haji is amazing at it. And alhamdulillah, uh, you know, in the district court. In the district court, that's what we do. We engage. We are the people's court. And, and so we have to engage with the people. And, 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 so, uh, and so hopefully, inshallah, we do a good job of it. So they leave there thinking, okay, you know what? Justice was served. Yeah, no, great points. Um, it's, I think we, um, a lot of people in American society are often scared of the law or scared of courts. And I think, um, you know, we in the legal profession think, you know, this is the way you resolve disputes that can't be resolved by people by themselves, right? And, you know, long time ago, people used to resolve these disputes by, you know, fighting and physical violence and other things that are not good. So really the rule of law, right, is an advancement in, in civilization, right? Um, yes, yes. It's difficult to, to, you know, 
communicate that to people. But yeah, I, I agree. You know, um, making sure that people recognize the the law and the courts as a as a tool. And, and it's how it's how you it's how you talk to them as well too. You know, because a lot of times, you know, in, in Haji's court and my court, you know, when you come to court, people are generally, they're not happy because they're coming to court. But you've got to make them realize, hey, listen, you know, um, uh, you, you have an opportunity here. We're here to help you. You know, we're not here just to punish you. We're here to help you to try to resolve whatever conflict that you have. And, 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 so, uh, and so when they realize that with the court and, and they, you know, things, you know, things, open up in their eyes and, and they and they just they realize that and they say okay you know what I can resolve this thing you know the court and, and, and Imam Ali and I tell you and I got this hanging on my in my uh, wall at the office the Imam Ali was asked uh, about a question define your perfect jurist and and he gave a beautiful universal response he said the perfect jurist is the person who does not let one lose hope from the mercy of the court, does not make one despondent of the court's kindness, does not make one safe from the court's punishment. It's, 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 it's beautiful and it's universal. And, and, and alhamdulillah, that's the judicial philosophy I like that I try to follow because it's, it's beautiful. And, uh, and, uh, and, hal- and alhamdulillah, we, we, we try to do the best we can as, as judges, you know, because as, you know, who, you know, we, we are judges and we're making this, we're judging people, right? But, but who are we as humans to judge people? You know, the, the big guy is, 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 is the one that is the ultimate judge. And so alhamdulillah, I, I just ask God to forgive me every single day for passing judgment on people. But, but that's, what we're, that's what we're elected to do and that, and that is our job. But alhamdulillah, we, we try the best to do that. You, you have a big responsibility and I'm sure, mashallah, you do, you do an excellent job. Um, before Judge Elder, you um, respond, I, I, I have... Um, a quote that's actually kind of a perfect segue to where the conversation is going. Uh, again, from the same letter to Malikul Ashtar. Some indeed do commit mistakes, but forgive them even as you would like God to forgive you. Bear in mind that you are placed over them, even as I am placed over you. And then there is God, even above him, who has given you the position of a governor in order that you may look after those under you and to be sufficient unto them. And you will be judged by what you do for them. So how important is mercy in ensuring a good and functioning society? And how do you decide that mercy is due in a ruling or a sentence and when it is not? And, and, and Judge um, Turfi has already sort of talked about this a lot. Um, I'll let um, Judge Elder um, respond first. So, so for me, a lot of the people that come before me, it's kind of um, a process. If they're in the court system because they have kids, sometimes they will be before me until that child turns 18 years old. So some of these people I have known literally for the last 14 to 15 years. And if I, I think that when you hear a statement like that, that kind of lends itself to um, us being compassionate as judges. Yes, everybody does make mistakes. And yes, there are violations of the laws that we have to hold you accountable for. But we also have to recognize that people are human, they make mistakes, and you have to give them an opportunity to correct themselves. So I see it every day, like some of them, some of my litigants will say, well, you never got over the fact that um, I got a drunk driving back and whatever, and now you don't want me to drive with my kids. No, not at all. You know, from my end, I just want to see you um, go through the programs and do the things that you need to do 
to make yourself a better person and a better parent so that I can trust that you can drive again with your kids. And, and whatever you have been prescribed through the district courts to do, I'm gonna make sure that you do those things. And once you've completed those things, I'm not gonna sit and pass judgment on you anymore. If your district court judge has decided that you can drive again, I'm gonna let you drive with your kids. I may make you attend a couple extra programs, but I think you have to show compassion for the people that come before you. You have to recognize that they are human. People do fall off. I tell a lot of my parents who have um, drug addictions or alcohol addictions that this is probably not gonna be the first time you fall off in the next 10 years that you're with me, but we're gonna get you through it and we're gonna figure out a way to make sure that you don't lose your kids. Because if you're not compassionate that respect, you're only hurting the kids in turn. So I think that showing compassion for others, you know, being fair to the extent that the law allows us to be fair is very important. Yeah, that, well said, uh, well said, Haji, because our job is to be fair, but firm at the same time. We have to rehabilitate offenders and, and to, so they can mainstream back, back into society. And, and, and like the Haji said, we are human. We, we, we do make, make mistakes, but that's okay. You know, it, uh, you know we, we may ha have these hurdles in front of us, but, uh, but we have to sort of nudge them and push them and put them on some type of a program where they will mainstream. And most people, the recidivism is, is very, very minimal in our court because right. Abdullah, we, we do have programs for them. And, um, and, 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 and they, and they, uh, and they understand it. And basically they're, they're just asking the court to help because unfortunately society hasn't helped them. Their friends haven't helped them. And, and, and I'll tell you, it, it's, it's, and I, and I get this a lot. I have a young man or young lady in front of me and they said, well, you know what? I was with my friends and my friends did this to me and this and that. I says, well, turn around. I says, where are your friends now? They're not there for you. So were they really friends? No. So, 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 uh, and, and a lot of times, sometimes the parents have a hard time dealing with them. And so, the, especially with the children, but alhamdulillah, we, um, we do have programs that can help, uh, you know, help them and, and nudge them and push them along on the right path. And, and, and that's why the court system is, 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 is good in that respect. So that's wonderful. Yeah. I think the, um, you know, the social programs being connected to the, the court system is so important and, uh, Hopefully that's a trend that, you know, spreads across the country that that, um, that happens, you know. Um, another, um, the last quote I have, I think is, is another good segue from where, what we're talking about. Uh, regarding the poor, Imam Ali salam, says, for God's sake, safeguard their rights. For on you rests the responsibility of protecting their interests. Assign for their uplift a portion of the state, Betul Mal. Wherever they may be, whether close at hand or far away from you, the rights of the two should be equal in your eye. Do not let any preoccupation slip them from your mind, for no excuse whatsoever for the disregard of their rights will be acceptable to God. Do not treat their interests as of less importance than your own, and never keep them outside the purview of your important considerations, and mark the persons who look down upon them and of whose conditions they keep you in ignorance. So especially in a society that we live in, it seems to be, you know, sort of more material, very highly capitalist, and often the needs of the, the people of less means are, are overlooked. So how do you think we in the legal profession and followers of Imam Ali al-Islam more broadly can bring greater awareness to the rights and needs of the poor in our society? You know, that, that's a very beautiful 
beautiful uh, saying by Imam Ali, because, you know, in this society, everyone says, well, if you get a really good lawyer, you're going to get off the hook. Or if you really you have a good lawyer, then they're going to get child custody in, in, the, right. in the Haji's case. Um, I never really believed in that. Uh, we have in the system here, especially in the state of Michigan, every defendant has a right to court-appointed counsel. Okay, now I know it's when I says court-appointed and you're not getting the best counsel, but believe me, lawyers are lawyers are lawyers. They take yeah. they take, they take an oath to uphold the law and to do what's best in the interest of their of their client. So every person, no matter what, has representation here in the state of Michigan. Okay, and, and probably throughout throughout the whole land. Uh, so um, in in that sense somebody is not going in blind in court. And in my court, I can tell you, I can tell you that uh, everyone gets a lawyer that needs a lawyer. And, and, I, and, 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 and I know I'm maybe, I, you know, a lot of time with the rubber band principle, I stretch, but I can't break. But, you know, lawyer, uh, judges know that, hey, he needs a lawyer, she needs a lawyer. And then we quickly appoint them a lawyer and we stop them from saying something that, that can be used against them. And I know, Haji, I'm, talking we're up against the time but uh. oh it's okay i just say quickly that in the family court um unlike in the criminal court you're not entitled to an attorney so a lot of times we have people appear without counsel and that can be real difficult and and where you get the other side who has money and they appear with counsel and and the others the, the other parent has no counsel so it's really just a fine line of making sure everybody gets to be heard and everybody gets their day in court and their fancy lawyer doesn't make no no disrespect to the fancy lawyers, but doesn't interfere with their opportunity to prevail in their case. You know, absolutely. Yeah. No. Thank you so much. I think uh, we're up on time, and and even though it was short, but um, I feel it was fruitful, and and inshallah, it was fruitful for the audience members as well. Thank you so much again. Well, thank you, brother Muhammad. Thank you, Haji. Thank you. Thank you both. You're welcome. Likewise.